Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good Saturday morning day, a little chilly out there, but it's warm inside the car that we call Drive Time Radio. New York Vinny with you here on this uh, Saturday morning as the sun comes up. Well, hopefully it will come up. We saw some sun. I don't know what to do yesterday with, with the sun out for a couple of days. I was uh, flabbergasted. I was beside myself. It was a thing of beauty. I think I said uh, I heard the uh, weather man on Cairo said it was the first time, uh, Cairo TV, it was the first time that we'd had a sunny day since Thanksgiving, and I can believe it. So it's the harbinger of better things to come. Hope you had a good week. Hope you are enjoying your Saturday morning. If you are a car fan, a car nut, somebody who's interested in cars, you just like hearing a guy with a New York accent, you're in the right place. I'm New York Vinny. This is Drive Time Radio. We get together every week at this time. Michael back at the studio pushes the buttons and makes things, uh, deals with my inefficiencies as a producer um, and gets the show ready to go, and he does a great job of it. We always thank him for that, and we thank you for listening. Hope you had a good week. I had a chance to uh, head down to the uh, Portland Auto Show, which is, uh, of course, down at the Oregon Convention Center in Portland. Great show. If you're not doing anything uh, this weekend and you're into cars and you want to see a couple of, uh, actually, let's see, three, four, like five cars there, I think, uh, that have not been seen in the Northwest yet. Uh, the Portland International Auto Show is a place that you can go and check them out. Took the ride down, nice leisurely ride down in the Camry that I am driving this week, uh, which is uh, something that we'll talk about later in the show. It's the TRD Camry, which is... Um, I think TRD is initials for boy band Camry. It's uh, you know it's got a spoiler in the front, a spoiler in the back. It makes a lot of noise. It's the uh, I, I don't know if you could ever say a cool cur- version of a Camry, but this was actually a very cool version of uh, the Camry. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, our good friend from Jeep is going to join us in a little bit, and he will tell us. Um, about a brand new Jeep that's out on the street. Uh, Jeep has come up with a whole different badge for uh, this one set of uh, Jeeps that do a certain thing. And Scott Brown from Jeep and uh, Fiat Chrysler America will join us. and We'll talk to him about that. So if you're a Jeep fan, uh, you'll want to be listening uh, for that segment coming up a little bit later. Um, and also... Uh, in just a couple of minutes, we'll uh, uh, go right inside the Oregon Auto Show and let you know ex- uh, the uh, Portland International Auto Show and let you know exactly what is going on there. Don't forget, you can always find us on Facebook at Drive Time Radio and TV uh, dot com. We're uh, working on our YouTube channel that'll get going. With uh, we do a little video of the cars every week so that you can actually see what we're driving, or what I'm driving. And um, I kind of need to, uh, (laughs) it's kind of funny, I get this weird idea about doing this, where I said, you know, not a bad idea. Everybody always shows pictures of the cars showing up in their driveway. And what I do is I show the tearful goodbye. Of these cars. So when they come and pick them up, I just show a little video of them taking the car away from me. Uh, in the case of, like, the, um, I don't know, the Lexus I was driving last week, I liked it so much it was much more prying the car from my hands. Boy, you should have saw what they had to do when they came and took the Corvette away from me. That was not a pretty scene at all. Usually those higher-end, high-dollar cars um, tend to, uh, I tend to, to hide until the last possible moment that I can uh, that I can hang on to them, uh, but uh, we are uh, 
We are, as I say, going to head into the uh, Portland Auto Show. You got a chance, uh, Portland International Auto Show. Lots of good stuff down there. Uh, let's uh, let's listen to uh, my interview with the man who runs the whole thing. All right, we open up drive time this morning at uh, the Oregon Convention Center down here in beautiful Portland, where the Portland Auto Show is in. Uh, I guess you would call it full tilt boogie. If you're in Oregon, right, you're going to call it Full Tilt Boogie. Um, I think one of the better auto shows in the Northwest myself, but let's let the man who uh, who puts this whole thing together with a crew of thousands, I don't want to give it all just to him, but Greg Remensberger is with us uh, from the Portland Auto Show. He's the director of the Metro Portland New Car Dealers Association, the people who put this together. And, Greg, first of all, good morning, man. Thanks for having us down. I appreciate the opportunity to meet with you. Well, this is... Uh, this is a fantastic show. I've been here a couple of times before, not probably in the last eight or nine years. And it seems to me that it, you, you want to tell me it's double the size it, it was ten years ago? Uh, by far, it's at least double, because when I first came in here, we were taking over about half of the main hall. Now we take over all five main halls and the two ballrooms, and everywhere the fire marshal will let us put a car, we put one. Yeah, you really, I mean, you have, and it's, and it's interesting in how you have it set up, is you have kind of the speed area, the, the family area, uh, you have the, you, you know, the um, different uh, exhibitions and stuff like that. I mean, it's really an all, kind of an all-purpose show, something here for everybody. You know, we try to think about that, that there's some that want to come and look at the electric cars, or there's some that want to come and look at the fast, exotic cars, and, of course, four-wheel drive in the Northwest is always a, a big right. deal. One of the things that we took from our surveys of people who have been to the show is, okay, I've bought my car, now what? You know, how do I customize the car myself? So we've got a section called the garage where we're actually doing live builds right on site here. So we've got a Jeep Gladiator we're modifying, and we've got a BMW 340 that we're doing a pretty cool street race job on. So whether you're a 4x4 person or a street racer or a BMW guy, woman, there's a little something here that you're going to enjoy. Yeah, and we've got a kid zone. Uh, Sunday is uh, kids day, or family day, so kids under 12 are free. We try to do something a little bit for everybody. What's the status of auto shows these days. I mean, I go to uh, you know the big ones, Detroit and New York and Los Angeles. How about these regional shows? Are they healthy? Are they not healthy? What's going on with them? You know, I think that's a really good point because the big shows, which were traditionally media shows, so you'd get international press releases when the new models were coming out. Well, now new models come out throughout the year, right. and you've got individual ones literally happening all the time. So those big press shows weren't as popular as they were and some of the manufacturers were pulling out of that but these regional shows are really geared towards the local communities people that are either car enthusiasts or looking to buy or just looking for a fun event so these ones are actually growing in popularity and uh, in our attendance so we're we're thrilled with the stability that we have in the regional shows greg greg remensberger is with us here on drive time we are at the portland auto show this uh, saturday morning one of the things I noticed in walking around at the show, and this happens some shows, it horribly happens, is you feel like you're walking through and you feel like you're being pressured to buy a car. You know, I haven't felt that here. I feel like you can walk through, and or maybe I just don't look like a guy that would buy a car. One or the other. <laughs> I don't think but, that's but, the case. But is that important in a show for people to feel like they can roam around free? And it, it is. You know, people have a lot of questions about cars. You know. Will it do this? Will it do that? All the new technology that's built into the cars, you can research online a bunch, but you still want to come and sit in the car. You want to take it for a test drive. You want to talk to somebody without that salesman pressure. So we work with the manufacturers to make sure that we've got a good, safe environment for people to come in and ask those questions without the, what's it going to take to put you in a car today? Right. The last thing you want is the hothouse. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the last thing you want is the, the, the finance guy going, okay, yeah. uh, which, is, which is a good thing. Yeah, and what we found is that people really, if you're in the market, they come in with five or six cars they're looking at, and you get a chance to sit and talk with those product specialists, and they'll many times add another car just because they're walking and looking at it. You may not have come up in your Google searches, but when you're looking at it, you get a chance to sit how it fit and feel. They add some, and then conversely, some come in and go, you know what, it looked great online, but it's not really what I thought it was when I sit in the car, so you eliminate some sometimes, but this is a great opportunity to do that without having to drive around town and uh, get that salesman pressure side as well. Now I've seen three or four cars here at least, maybe even more, 
that I haven't seen anywhere else yet. So tell me a little bit about the, the debuts here. So we're very excited to have two cars here. That's the first time they've been in the Northwest. We've got the new Corvette C8, which is the first time Corvette has been a mid-engine car. And boy, have we had crowds piling around that thing so far. Uh, the other car that's drawn a lot of attention is the new Mustang Mach-E. Right. Which is, of course, everybody knows the Mustang moniker, but this is a, a four-wheel drive crossover utility vehicle, all electric. It's got a 300-mile range on it, and you can you know, we talk about the Northwest green car that could go four-wheel drive, and that far without a charge, it's really getting a lot of attention as well, too. That's yeah, great. I saw the Jeep has their first-ever desert-rated um, uh, pickup truck here, yeah, the Gladiator, yeah. which is the first time they've rolled that badge out anywhere in the country, from what I understand. Yeah, the Gladiator came out last year, but the Sahara model that you're referring to, which is the sand one, is they thought that would be a good one to bring here because we've got a lot of dune activity out on oh, the yeah, coast yeah. as well as in the high desert. There's lots of places where you can go, and it's specifically designed to be able to not only get over the sand and not get bogged down in sand dunes, but you can go high speed if you've got hard packed sand on it and it drives you know better than anything else that's on the market like that. And, and we're going to talk to Scott Brown from uh, FCA Jeep in just a couple of minutes about that particular vehicle because uh, it excites me, the color excites me, but also that they're thinking not only for people to go up into the woods with their uh, Jeeps, but now out in sand dunes and out on the open road with it as well. All right, why should I get in a car in Seattle and come down? You know, this is uh, the largest show in the Northwest as far as car shows go, and it's interesting. We've got some of the manufacturers from the Seattle market that come down to display in our shows. So uh, we've got Lamborghini, Rolls-Royce, Bentley, and uh, uh, McLaren that we don't have dealerships in Portland for. So those dealerships come down here just because they like the audience that we bring and they like the fact that we're a, the, you know just such a huge auto show. So you got the rest of the day, today, Saturday, and then you're open on Sunday as well, right? Yeah, Sunday we close at 7. Tonight we go until 10 o'clock at night. Uh, tomorrow, Sunday, we're going to give away a Honda CRV. There is no cost to enter, so you can either come down and put your entry in at the door or come in and sign up insider. And uh, we're going to pick one, one lucky winner that will drive home in a new Honda CRV. Oh, and another debut, the uh, hybrid CRV, the Honda hybrid CRV that I hadn't seen anywhere else before. Yeah, I tell you, this is a market for plug-in hybrids and for electric vehicles. The Electric Avenue and the EV Showcase is just just we've got more models available to look at and actually get behind the wheel and drive here than we've ever had before. Great, thanks so much for spending a couple of minutes with us. I really appreciate you having down having us down here at the uh, at the show, and uh, we'll see you out on the floor. Well, thanks for being here. We really appreciate your your coverage of our show. All right, thanks very much. All right, let's stick around. We've got our cartoon of the week coming up, and then I'm going to take a ride in the new the, the coolest Camry I think you've ever seen. The TRD Camry is our road test of the week. Right here on Drive Time Radio, I'm New York Video on 1150 KKNW and online at www.1150kknw.com, all over the world. And right in West Seattle, instead of all over the world, we have Menashe and Sons Jewelers, my good friends uh, Josh and Jack and all of the family, Kim, everybody in the store waiting to serve every need you have when it comes to jewelry. They're in West Seattle. They've been there for over 40 years. There's a ton of jewelry stores out there, I know, but there's only one Menashe and Sons. You walk in, you're greeted with a warm hello. Chances are by a family member. If you have something specific in mind, you need an engagement ring, a wedding ring, um, a confirmation, a cross, whatever it is, a watch, whatever it is that you have in mind, they will listen to what you need, right? Listen to what you need and then try to make your wish a reality. They have so many different pieces, so many elegant pieces in stock uh, that you might see it sitting right there. It might have been created for you already, but if it hasn't been, don't worry about it. They'll listen to you. They'll work with you. They'll draw with you. They'll put the points where they have to be. They'll show you the diamonds, the emeralds, the pearls, whatever it is that you need to make your jewelry wish come through. They will do it. They did it for me. They sold me such a unique wedding ring that, uh, that I got divorced. But you know what? That's not the point. 
because my ex-mother-in-law loved that ring, and that's what counted, right? When you love the ring, that's where you go. Menashe and Sons in West Seattle, also a full-service jeweler. If you need an appraisal, you're looking to sell something, you're looking to add to your jewelry box, Menashe and Sons has a wide selection of estate jewelry, the biggest in the Northwest, Art Nouveau, Edwardian, Art Deco, all in one place, and they also do expert jewelry repairs. They're in the heart of West Seattle, 4532 California Southwest, near the junction, online at MenasheJewelers.com. That's M-E-N-A-S-H-E Jewelers.com. And on Instagram, at Jewelers. The experience is worth the trip to West Seattle. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. In New York, Vinny with you back here on Drive Time Radio at the Portland Auto Show. We're walking around looking at all the shiny new stuff, and we actually came upon something very new, really new. I've never seen this badge on a Jeep before. Now, you know about trail-rated. We've talked about trail-rated uh, Jeeps before, but this one, the Mojave Jeep Gladiator pickup truck in a beautiful color. I'm going to ask Scott Brown here from FCA in a second what this color is, is called desert rated which which intrigues me because i'm a guy that loves the desert scott how are you good hey benny good to see you good to see you too so tell me about this this is the first time i've ever seen this yeah so a gladiator um we've been out about a year been in the market about a year we've got a sport model an overland model we've got the rubicon model now the mojave is is an additional model so it's the fourth model in the gladiator lineup and yeah the big deal with this is it's the first time that jeep has ever put a desert rated badge on a vehicle um trail rated we take into account when we design when we engineer when we test it, the jeeps aren't just you know hey here go for it the capability is paramount and so we take into account things like traction articulation maneuverability water fording all of these things that that consumers expect and demand from us because you're going to buy a jeep and it has to be able to perform in certain situations with uh, with with gladiator root mojave natural evolution for us is fast in the desert trail rate is is a little bit more low speed you know rocks crawling right. where typically as slow as possible and as fast as necessary meaning you're preserving the product you're going to let the engineering do what it's designed to do slow um, Mojave Gladiator uh, with desert rated takes into account high speed driving and so we add to that trail rated some things like uh, um, desert prowess taking into account um, sand um, gravel high speed taking into account dust right dust integrate getting into the car um, we also look at ride stability and, and, and control so suspension on this we've got a two point two and a half inch Fox internal um, internal bypass remote reservoir shocks it's a monster shocks for that high-speed stuff right um, and it's the first ever production vehicle um, to my knowledge with uh, um, hydraulic bump stops on the front end you know and what a hydraulic bump stop is is when you've got a compression in the front um, it, a lot of times you just have a rigid rubber mount. Yeah, it, just, it just hits that. It just you get holds a, in. You get a crash. You know, if you're going too fast and you completely compress that suspension, you get a boom, a thud. Well, you know, with this hydraulic bump stop, it's going to help 
big time. You know, when you're when you're doing, you have some speed on a desert road. You're in the sand dunes on the coast. You're up in the high desert in Central Oregon. Yeah, you've got those uh, those shocks and those bump stops that are going to really smooth things out. And you really when, when you and I know that you guys do the the big Jeep days in Moab and and all different desert uh, stuff. And you see people uh, take their Jeeps out there um, and out to the you know, different Mojave, which is, of course, what this is named after. Um, you, you see the, the, the alterations and the stuff that they make to them. How much do your engineers, you think, look at the stuff that people do to their Jeeps? And kind of the color is very interesting on us now. I'll, I'll have a picture of it up on the website and also at, uh, on our Facebook and uh, Facebook page where people go to see exactly what's happening. matter of fact, if I was doing this live on Facebook, I would just kind of wheel around and show you but it's um it's different different it's cool but different so at fiat chrysler and i'm gonna take my jeep hat off and you know go corporate go corporate a little bit but we love colors our customers love colors right a car is a personal expression of a personality of a lifestyle right a car should make some be something that really puts a smile on your face and is personalized and so jeep colors are paramount you look at we're, we're always having cool colors this color is called uh, Gobi after the Gobi desert and so it's kind of that sand looking color the, the, the vehicle that I'm sitting on right now is called gator so kind of like an alligator right yeah. the vehicle over there is called sting gray like stingray but sting gray it's almost like a almost like a battleship gray right, right. and we have a color called mojito right hella yellow <laughs> uh, so we we love the colors. We love giving them great giving them great names because it's just something else that we can have fun with. Dodge is famous for having yeah sub, oh yeah sublime yeah. and you know hemi orange and so the same type of thing. And there's a story about these colors, by the way, of somebody I don't want to say who it was sticking me in a black and yellow car when the Seahawks were in Detroit a number of years ago when they playing the Steelers. I'm not going to say who it was, Scott. Um, <laughs> Who, who buys this car? Who buys the Mojave? Who? who what's the the age and the, the the kind of? Is there a typical customer? Or do you find a, a wider range? So range. You know, with Jeep in general, there's not a typical customer, right? It's 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 a lifestyle, right? And and so and a lifestyle is not defined by age. Um, and so, you know, someone that's buying a Gladiator or a Wrangler, it's someone that that it uses it outdoors, right? Wants that freedom, wants to be able to go on any road, anytime, anywhere. Um, wants the open air. You know, it's making a statement about who they are, but demands a vehicle with capability because they want something that they can drive on a daily basis. It's comfortable, has the fuel economy, has the safety, it, you know, has the the infotainment, um, but then is is uncompromising when it comes to capability. What can I buy? You know, they, I, we're saying second quarter on this, so in the okay. next couple of months. The, the launch for this will be in about a month, and then it should be in the market, you know, late second quarter. Scott, it's always good to see you, Any man. Good, Have fun here in Portland. Good to see you, Vinny. Stay out of trouble. Right, that's Scott Brown from FCA, and he's uh, the man who brought the, uh, the first desert-rated Jeep to the northwest. Uh, and listen, don't forget, there's a big desert just past the Cascade Mountains. They call it the Palouse. So you might want to get one of these and take it out there. All right, stick around. We got, uh, what do we got coming up next? Oh, our cartoon of the week is coming up next here on Drive Time Radio. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Always buckle up. Pull your seatbelt snug, give an extra tug. Buckle up for safety, buckle up. Buckle up for safety, buckle up. Buckle up for safety, always buckle up. Show the world you care by the belt you wear. Buckle up for safety when you're driving. Buckle up, buckle up for safety, buckle up. Buckle up for safety, always buckle up. Put your mind at ease, tell your riders, please. Get your seatbelts buckled, everybody buckle up. The National Safety Council says seatbelts can and do save lives every day. Buckle up for safety, everybody buckle up. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. All right, back with you on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. It's Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny, and we are rolling through a show that's moving quite quickly. 
this morning. To be honest with you, it's going a little faster. I got to catch up with it for a second. Uh, that's how fast it's going. But we are having a lot of fun. You can go to our Facebook page at Drive Time Radio and TV and see pictures of uh, Scott Brown uh, and that brand new Jeep. There's also pictures up there of the new C8 uh, Corvette uh, that they brought down to the Portland Auto Show. The um, uh, in, a, in a beautiful orange. Orange, uh, I don't think anybody that knows me kn- doesn't know this, is one of my favorite car colors. I like orange and I like yellow as uh, my car colors. Um, and except in, well, in Corvettes, I like white. I mean, I've had a couple of white Corvettes, a couple of, uh, I'm not a red car guy necessarily, I think, I, but I, I, I definitely, and I like, um, can't, although, as you'll see the pictures when I put them up on drive time, uh, the candy apple kind of red that this uh, Camry uh, TRD is that I'm driving this week is is just a gorgeous. It's a it's a candy apple deep red with a black top and uh, a black roof, I should say, and it really looks spectacular. So I like that color, um, red in cars. But I'm a I, I like. You know, I, I had an orange and black El Camino for years and loved that car, man. That car was just off the charts beautiful to me, uh, and I kept it, uh, you know, in good shape. Uh, anytime I got a chip in it, I was out there with the orange paint trying to, uh, you know, keep it uh, keep it in great shape so it wouldn't rust. Man, I missed that car. I wish I had that car today. Uh, oh, the cars that I should have kept. I'm, I'm sure we all have lists, right, of cars that we should have held on to, cars that we all look at each other and say, oh, man, I wish I wouldn't have sold that one, or I wish I wouldn't have sold that one. I probably got a list as long as my arm with cars that I look at that I bought for, you know, no money and are now um, absolute classics, absolute, uh, you know, collectors. You look in uh, uh, Bring a Trailer or in Hemmings or something like that, and you find that uh, that car that you sold for $500 because you didn't want it sitting in the driveway anymore uh, is now, you know, a junk version of it uh, goes for 25000 But, uh, you know, we can't, uh, we can't hang on to everything in life, as I am uh, certainly finding out as, as, you know, as you move through life, and you have to, uh, you know, start to get rid of things and move things around your life. You move, you go through life events and things like that. And all of a sudden, you find out that you can't keep um, everything. As a matter of fact, when I was moving out here, when I was, you know, cleaning out my storage and stuff like that, you know, I, I had probably 10 or 15 different parts. I had a complete brake system, um, you know, four discs calipers, master cylinder, um, you know, the, the, the brake fluid block and everything for uh, for my 62 Corvette because I was going to turn it over, uh, um, move it over to brakes, uh, the brakes to disc brakes as opposed to the drum brakes that run it because those cars never really did stop all that well. Uh, but I never got around to doing it before I sold the car. I got sick and I didn't. You know, after I got sick, I had to get rid of the car, and it was, uh, you know, just kind of a fiasco. And I never got, you know, never got a chance to use the um, the brake kit. So, you know, you, you get to a point where you have to, uh, you get rid of stuff like that. But uh, you just scratch your head sometimes. I, I guess I keep looking and thinking maybe this summer uh, I'm going to try to get into I, I've had this, this strange passion lately. Or this calling, I guess you could you could say, or something like that, for like a um, ninety, uh, not even ninety. What is it? Eighty three, eighty four, maybe even earlier than that. Maybe seventy. Yeah, actually, I think it's seventy three or seventy four. Chevy Love pickup. Remember them little Chevy Love pickups uh, that they sold uh, back in the seventies. For some reason. Um, I, I saw one, and I said, wow, I, I, I didn't remember how much I liked the design 
the way it sat, you know, it had like a slight rake to it, uh, how small it was and easily maneuverable around town, and so on and so forth. So um, I'm all of a sudden I'm saying, well, you know, if I could find a Chevy Love pickup, uh, that was in, you know, decent shape, not all rusted out, not all, uh, you know, beat the crap. I don't know. Maybe that would be a project to, uh, you know, we need a we need a car for drive time to get around to different uh, locations to do remotes and stuff like that. So maybe that's the, uh, maybe that'll be the drive time surf shop car or something like that. But, um, you know, we all have that car. It's not necessarily uh, our dream car, but yet. You know, you sure would like one of those. I was talking to a friend, and this is why I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but I think that the smaller pickups, though, the biggest hole in the market today, to, to me, is those smaller pickup trucks uh, that we used to see in the uh, 70s and the 80s and even on into the 90s, going from the, uh, the Subaru Brat, in the 80s, and then you had um, uh, the Volkswagen Rabbit had a pickup. Remember that? There was a cool little Dodge Magnum pickup. It was just a little, you know, it was based on, I think, the Dodge Colt frame. But it was just a small, you know, I think it was imported. I think it was actually a Mitsubishi. Uh, and you had all of those different smaller pickup trucks. And you can't you can't find them these days, so we keep hearing that Hyundai is going to come out with one. They have floated designs out there and had a prototype a couple of years ago for one called a um, oh man now I can't remember what it was not a Santa Fe but oh Santa Cruz I think they called it uh, or something like that. I thought that that when I saw it at the auto show. I said, man, if I would am, I would build this thing like starting tomorrow. I wouldn't worry about it because I think they'll sell all uh, that they can that they can stamp out because I think there's a need for that small, you know, utility kind of uh, uh, pickup truck that people uh, can, you know, take the back top off, you know, the the camper top off, and take it load a surfboard or load uh, whatever it is in there, take it to the beach. And then come back. Speaking about utility, by the way, before we get to our cartoon of the week, I did want to uh, let you know that I saw this news item this week. Uh, General Motors is killing the Holden. Right. The Holden is the Australian GM uh, that we've seen um, cars from there in different forms over here at times. The most, the, the last one, I think, if I'm not mistaken, was uh, the uh, the final Pontiac GTO. Oh, no, excuse me, I'm sorry. The Pontiac GTO, the last one was one of them, but the Chevy SS that was out a couple of years ago. Remember that, uh, that fine-looking four-door Chevy SS? Not the Impala, but the actual SS was uh, an Australian Holden as well that was an incredibly fast, unbelievable car. And I believe that the Chevy Caprice police cars are Holdens as well, the latest editions of them. But anyway, a long-traditioned automaker in Australia made some great cars, performance cars. You saw the uh, Mad Max guys driving them and everything. Uh, no more General Motors going to cut them down uh, and cut them out, citing failing uh, auto sales in uh, New Zealand and Australia. So that's kind of sad when you see a name with um, that, I don't know, that history behind it. Kind of makes you feel bad. All right, time now for a cartoon of the week. Being as we are in Portland or were in Portland, I figured I'd look around for a Portland band that did a car song because, after all, you like to connect these things, right? And lo and behold, I did not have to look too far. The 60s band Paul Revere and the Raiders. Remember them? Mark Lindsay, uh, you know, he did a bunch of uh, 
kicks just keep getting harder to find. That number of hits in the 60s. They still tour today, actually, um, on these oldies circuits. And, uh, you know, Paul Revere still gets out there in the boots and the fluffy um, shirt and everything and does the whole thing. But they had a hit. Well, I don't think it was really a hit. I think it was a song that they put out there in 1966 to celebrate the Chevrolet SS396. It's from Paul Revere and the Raiders, a band that was, um, you know, formed in Boise, Idaho, but yet spent a lot of time uh, with uh, their lead singer, Mark Lindsay, who I believe was from Beaverton, Oregon. And uh, that's where they really started to uh, to pick up steam a little bit as uh, a, a DJ down there at uh, KISN uh, kind of uh, picked up on them and liked the whole uniforms and the Revolutionary War bit and thought it would be uh, would be good. As a matter of fact, there's always been, I guess, some kind of argument down there. Uh, I've always uh, and always will believe that the Kingsmen were the Louis Louis guys, but there are some people who belong, who believe that it was the uh, Paul Revere and the Raiders who recorded that song first. Anyway, the Raiders did good for themselves, uh, and even better now in my eyes that they have a car song, a cartoon, SS396. If you have a cartoon uh, that you would like to hear, something that you maybe know about and Maybe nobody else knows about it. You can always uh, send it in to us uh, by going to our Facebook page at uh, drivetimeradioandtv.com. We also post them all up there as well so you can be in constant touch uh, with the show. Something else that we want to do and are going to do through our Facebook page is put a little calendar up uh, of different events that are going to be happening in the uh, Northwest as far as uh, – car shows and car clubs and car events and so on and so forth. So if you have any of those, please feel free to go post them on our page as well. And who knows, maybe we'll have one big event out of Triple X Root Beer or something like that where we'll all get together and meet up on a Saturday and Sunday and uh, eat some hamburgers, drink some root beer, and talk about the, the show and cars. All right, coming up in the uh, very close future here, we will do our drive time road test as uh, we take you out in the drive time radio road test in uh, the coolest Camry I've ever driven. That's coming up right here on Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny. This is uh, Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. And by the way, did I tell you about Menashe Jewelers? My friends at Menashe Jewelers over in West Seattle, right there on California Avenue, right by the junction. Let's say you're going to get married. You've popped the question. Now you got to get the rings, right? You don't have the rings in your family or anything like that, so you got to be like uh, like I was. You go out. You have a, a nice breakfast over at the Easy Street Records over there on a the corner, and then you walk across the street to Menashe. You open the door, you say hello to Jack, or you say hello to Kim, or you say hello to Josh, and you say, help me. I need these rings. I want to get married. Uh, I want something that looks beautiful. I want something that maybe I can design to tell my wife-to-be, my husband-to-be, that I love them so when they look down at it, They are not looking at something that I bought uh, in a mall or something like that. They're looking at something special, something unique, something they're not going to see on somebody else. Well, Menashe and Sons is the perfect place to do that. You go in there, you tell them what you want. They're going to have it in a case there, or they're going to have it in stock, or they're going to be able to design it, to build it for you, to give you not only the great experience of getting married, but the great experience of having something so personal on your finger that nobody else in the world has it. And you're not going to feel when you talk to Josh, when you talk to their staff, when you talk to Jack, who is the nicest guy in the world, believe me, my friends. When you talk to these people, you're not going to feel like, oh, I'm imposing or they think I'm stupid because I asked this question or I'm afraid to ask. No, 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 no. They treat everybody that walks through that front door truly 
truly like they are family. And that's something that you, you just don't find in retail today. Uh, especially you, you go online, there's no personality about it. You go in the store, people are, are you know, kind of looking at you like, uh, yes, can I help you? What do you want? Well, at Menashe, you sit down, you talk to them, and they talk to you, and they ask you questions, and you tell them answers, and you come up with something that you're going to love. You have a jewelry, and it's not just for new stuff. You have a jewelry repair, a watch repair, um, whatever you have in your mind that you want. Maybe you want to buy a piece of used jewelry for yourself. You got a bonus, a tax return, something like that. Do me a favor. If you're in the market for jewelry, if you need something fixed, if you want to go and see what's hot, what's happening today, or better yet, in jewelry, what was happening years ago, and they have for sale now in some of their estate sales, go into my friends at Menashe Jewelers. They're on California, 4532 California Southwest, right near the junction. Get your breakfast at Easy Street, and then go over there and uh, take a look in their uh, display cases. I'm sure you'll find something that you like. Believe you me, the experience is worth the trip to West Seattle. No matter how you say it, cruce con la verde, en el medio pierde. It always means the same thing. Attraversate soltanto al segnale verde, mai nel mezzo della strada. Cross at the green, not in between. Gate arriba de gas, norden when it's green, niet ergens zwischen in mitten vom block. It means cross at the corner, never in the middle of the block. Don't walk until the light turns green. Always cross at corners where motorists expect you and where you can see them. Cross at the green, not in between. In any language, it's a way of life. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Use your eyes to look up, use your ears to hear. Walk up to the corner when the coast is clear. And wait, and wait, until you see the light turn green. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Back with you on Drive Time Radio. My name is New York Vinny. In case we haven't met yet, if this is the first time you're listening to the show, we get together here every uh, Saturday morning from 8 to 9, and we talk cars. Sometimes we take phone calls. Sometimes we talk about life. Sometimes we talk about all sorts of things, but our main focus is on cars and uh, how they affect us in our lives. We've been talking this morning a lot about the Portland Auto Show because it is, um, I think, the best auto show in the Northwest. No knock against the Seattle Auto Show. Uh, but And now that, that dynamic may change because the major auto shows are, are changing. The big one this year that changed is the... Detroit, instead of being in January in the cold, they've moved it to June. And that's a big show in that a lot of product comes out. So it will give the auto show here in Seattle a little bit more time to uh, to get product that you may not have seen before. See, that seems to be the problem is you go to a couple of different auto shows or, you, or you're um, you know, looking through showrooms and things like that. And by the time the Seattle Auto Show rolls around, which is uh, usually in November, a lot of the cars have been seen already. And you're just moving into that shopping season. So you're you're basically comparing cars as opposed to seeing new product. But I think now with the, uh, as we spoke about with our friend from the Portland International, because of the timing of these auto shows, I think these regional auto shows are going to get more product, better product, 
see things that you might normally have to go to uh, a bigger auto show to see instead of um, it, them passing it by because, well, it's just Seattle. So I think that's good news for consumers because you'll be able to, um, you know, to kind of compare shop because you can look at these cars online. You can go to dealers, but there's nothing like being able to walk from the Toyota display right on over to um, the uh, Acura display or the Honda display and comparing those cars up front where you can see one and look at it like that. Or, you know, and the pictures, I know you can go online and do it. A lot of these sites now have uh, comparative tools on them, but the reality is there's nothing like absolutely looking at them next to each other. It's just a, an easier read, I think, for anybody who's looking for a car. Uh, also, down at the Portland Auto Show, I didn't get to this before, and I did want to mention that there's a couple of really groovy introductions there besides uh, the Corvette uh, that we saw uh, or that we, um, that we heard about. The um, Toyota Highlander Hybrid is uh, being introduced this weekend at the Portland Auto Show. looks pretty much like the other Highlander, but uh, still to have the uh, Highlander Hybrid out there is brand new. First place that it's being displayed. A, a very attractive car. Toyota really has the hybrid uh, market kind of, uh, kind of cornered. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna buy one, where else are you going besides Toyota and Honda? Probably the best two places that you're gonna wind up going if you're in the market for the hybrids. Um, the new Nissan Rogue uh, Sport was there. First time that I've seen that. That's a very attractive sport. You know, Nissan has a couple of uh, new cars. Uh, that they're coming down the pipe. But, uh, yeah, they've had their troubles a little bit as of lately as far as new product. But I think that they're uh, you know, starting to pull out of the malaise, and hopefully uh, with the change at the top there that they'll start to get things rolling again as well. A lot of people are reporting that the Altima, uh, which is their newest car, is a really good, solid, uh, small, compact car. So you'll be able to see that. You'll see the... Uh, New Rogue Sport down there as well. Uh, the one that a lot of people were excited about was the Mustang Mach-E. You, we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago when it made its debut in Detroit. And they have it now down in Portland. You can't drive it, but you certainly can uh, sit around and look at it and get the um, kind of the feeling of... Is it the right car for you? That's the electric uh, Mustang SUV as Ford steps out of its comfort zone with that um, with that SUV, and uh, it's uh, branded as a Mustang, which uh, a lot there's been controversy about. Some people love it, some people hate it, but uh, one way or the other, it is uh, it, it is definitely attracting attention down there. And as we said, the C8 Corvette is down there as well. All right, time now for the Drive Time Road Test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, this is pretty. There's no ugly about this uh, Toyota Camry TRD. If you're looking for a sporty Camry, uh, previous to that, you really couldn't find, you know, there was a little spoiler here and a little car kit you might want to put on afterwards uh, to make the car look sporty. But what Toyota has done through their uh, uh, Toyota Racing Development Division, TRD, is come out with a, a spectacular-looking Toyota Camry. The car's been around since 1983. TRD's been around since uh, the late 80s. But they have uh, combined to give this TRD a very, very good look, a very driver-focused version. Uh, you don't traditionally think of a Camry as a car that's driver-focused, but yet this uh, car really did have the driver in mind. Uh, spectacularly comfortable seats, um, front and rear 
spoilers on the car. Uh, the car's been lowered down to the ground. Uh, a sport motor has been put in now. It still retains the V6 engine, and I don't know if there's actually any modifications uh, being had, that have been done to the engine. I think you got a lot more look here than uh, than anything. But the front brake rotors are larger. Uh, the uh, anti-roll bars have been increased to give you a better body. Talk to suspension has uh, been uh, braced in places. Uh, dampers with uh, return springs have been put on to give it a tighter, better feel to when you're driving a sportier look. 19-inch wheel black wheels um, look good. They're lighter, uh, which also means better gas mileage on the car. So it's a sharp-looking car. Uh, I... And, and funny, I took it down to uh, West Seattle the other night, uh, just kind of, you know, hanging out, and it gathered crowds everywhere I stopped. I took it to, to Costco yesterday, and there were a couple of people stopped outside of Costco looking at it, uh, you know, in part because they've never seen anything like it before, and in another part, actually, because everything they've done to the car works to make it look good. And it's not, you know, it's, it's only got 135 mile an hour top speed. And I say that only because in the context of other cars in this class, you're talking 150, but you're not going to go 135 miles an hour. But the car is going to get looks. It feels good to drive on the highway. The, the steering is tight. The suspension is maybe a little stiffer than you might want, but there's a control in there so you can take care of that. Uh, the body control really feels good in the car you're not all over the place in this car and it is comfortable comfortable to drive on my trip down to portland and back uh it really um did the trick as far as making you feel comfortable the seats adjusted nicely uh good feel on to the uh, gas pedal and onto the brake pedal uh, which are uh which are metal instead of just the regular rubber so really good stuff so it, um, I thought that with the lower ride height and everything, it worked out uh, perfectly, this car. And I was really impressed with everything they had done to it and how much they were able to uh, just give you. The only thing I would have liked to have seen is more power in the car. I mean, you get the same V6 that you get in a regular Camry. It's nice, uh, but it's 301 horsepower, 3.5 liters. And uh, that's it. It's the same one. All right, that's going to put it in the books for us. So the Toyota Camry is um, is available at your Toyota dealer. I'll be available on Facebook and Twitter. And we will see you next week if the Lord's will and the creek don't rise here on Drive Time Radio.